Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Has your fantasy football season been so bad that you want to leave the country? Well, it's time now to sign up for Ezekiel Elliott Cruises because the Cowboys running back is not going to play in Week 10 and apparently isn't even going to be in the United States. Is the Cowboys back according to ESPN? Oh, there you go. Bon voyage. Bon voyage on the Ezekiel, the SS Zeke, we'll call it. Ezekiel Elliott is going to leave the country as he is now starting to serve his six-game suspension, but we're not going to find out until early December if he's going to actually have to serve the entire six-game suspension because of another court hearing. This is the deal, folks. It's going to be Alfred Morris starting today. You're going to see some Darren McFadden. You're going to get some Rod Smith as well. From that point on with the Dallas Cowboys against the Atlanta Falcons, it's anyone's guess, but that seems to be the order. And as for Ezekiel Elliott, plans. Adam Schefter reporting this morning that Zeke is going to leave the country to try to uh, maybe decompress, but also continue to train, get away from everything. Cowboys at least won't have Ezekiel Elliott for the next four weeks. But you've got us for the next two hours. And by us, I mean myself. And of course, the wealth of knowledge, the man who has the information that will tell you who to play in place 
of a suspended Ezekiel Elliott. The man who will tell you who to play if you need that last-ditch effort to get a win on Monday Night Football. By the way, another dandy this week with the Panthers and Dolphins playing in Charlotte to wrap up Week 10. We almost say goodbye to the buys. Just four teams on goodbye on the bye for Week 10. We don't say goodbye. We say hello to the one, the only, Michael Harmon. Yeah, brother. Locked and loaded, ready to get after Week 10. One game in the books. Everybody with their eyes towards Ryan Fitzpatrick, the beardless Fitzpatrick against his former team. Actually, that is one of the great fantasy matchups of the day. You've mentioned Monday Night Football. I'll be watching. Why? Because I'll be here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, and they'll be taping my eyes open. So I have to watch every down of it. But excited for another big weekend. Obviously, we've had a huge slate of college football to whet your appetite and get you fired up. Pillar to post, coast to coast, here for Fox Football Fantasy. The next two hours are going to be a lot of fun because we are going to look ahead to Week 10, which to me is a very intriguing week. And let's just quickly start out with the Dallas Cowboys. If you are a player in fantasy that had Ezekiel Elliott or you're a daily fantasy person and you're trying to get value, this is actually the week you've been waiting for, preparing for ever since week one of the NFL season. And now it finally comes to fruition. But I do feel, Mike Harmon, that this Cowboys team is a different team than the one that we have seen or thought that we could have seen without Ezekiel Elliott. They are more with than just Zeke. Now, Zeke is a huge, huge part of it and has been a big main reason why this Cowboys team has surged to a 5-3 and three mark after a bit of a slow start. But they're now getting pressure on the quarterback. Dak, there seems to be no sophomore slump. There are pieces there. Des Bryant, by the way, going to go today. At least he says he's going to go despite an injury as they, they face the Falcons. But this is a Cowboys team that's going to have a different look. But when you look at the entire NFC, to me, still a legitimate playoff threat, whether it be Alfred Morris, Darren McFadden, or Rod Smith getting handoffs. From Dak Prescott. Well, it's it. Defense is probably one of the biggest surprise surprises of this NFL season on the whole. When you think about coming into the year, the suspensions, the number of players jettisoned, the turnover that they were anticipating, a big drop-off, and that it was going to come down to Dak Prescott having to dominate and curious curiosity mm-hmm. about a sophomore slump. And then you add to the fact Ezekiel Elliott, with everything hanging over him, he was 10 to 15 pounds overweight from all estimations, the offensive line shuffle, the schedule change, all things we've talked about on the show for a long time. But now we get into this situation where it's going to be on Prescott's arm these next couple of weeks. Terrence Williams stepping up a bit more. You see the reemergence at times of Cole Beasley. Mm -hmm. But when we look at this three-headed monster in the backfield, one of the things that you got to do is if, if you've got an extra spot on your roster right now, I need you to do this. And keep listening to the sounds of our voices. We will be your guides. Let us be your Sherpas. Jump on my back. I will carry you to the mountaintop. The Rod <laughs> Smith is only owned in about a quarter of fantasy leagues right now. That's stupid. That's absolutely short side. Everybody has been doing this two-horse race. And for the entirety of the season, it's been pick up Morris and McFadden drop. Morris and McMahon mm-hmm. and Smith has been left on off to the side and he's going to be as valuable perhaps more so because of his abilities as a pass receiver as the other two will be so if nothing else even if you don't have a spot to start him play defense play defense it's playoff time because if he ends up eking out 
half of the workload, 40% of the workload, however they end up splitting the workload between the three participants, he may come back to bite you in your opponent's roster. So go out and make the claim. You're carrying some dead weight, whether it's the wide receiver that never woke up out of your sleeper list or the extra kicker defense or whatever nonsense you're doing at the back end of your roster. Or you own a Bronco. Yeah. That. At this point, it is owning a Bronco. <laughs> yeah, yes, we'll get be. into that in yeah. a minute. Yeah, there, there's certainly that. But for the Cowboys, an interesting run here. And Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Andrew Luck, both going to Europe, taking some time off, see some sights, maybe go and, and hit the West End, get a couple of shows in. I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to watch this next month because we don't see Ezekiel Elliott, at least unless something crazy happens in the court system, December 1st is the earliest we Mm -hmm. get any additional news. This Cowboys defense as well. Demarcus Lawrence, second in the NFL in sacks with 10.5. Cowboys as a team, third in the NFL. So they may not shut you down like a stout defense like Seattle would or or maybe a head back in the, you know, last season with Denver. What you've got is at least a defense that is wreaking havoc when they are on the field one way or another and helping that offense. Dallas, in my mind, not completely lost and far from it, even without Ezekiel Elliott, who will be abroad for the next four weeks. Let's get to the hot place of week 10 in the National Football League. We are saying goodbye to the Eagles, Ravens, Chiefs, and Raiders who are on a bye this week. Uh, Rocktober passed us a couple of weeks ago, so we're going to a little, uh, ooh, what would you what would you call this? this Hipster is a, music. I was going to say, is this more like a folk rock? Maybe a folk rock thing? Oh, we got a little. Wow, and then the. The guy Chase on the turntable started coming in. I'll tell you what. All right, let's get now to I'm the hot convinced play. nobody's actually playing an instrument. Let's get to the hot plays of Week 10 of the National Football League. We'll start at the quarterback position. How about one that's an outlier? Eli Manning. Yes, the embattled Eli Manning. Going up against the 49ers in a game nobody will watch except for fantasy, daily fantasy, and gambling purposes. Uh, San Francisco giving up nearly 23 fantasy points per game over the last month to opposing quarterbacks. Eli's actually got multiple touchdown passes four of his last six games. Take along with him, Evan Ingram, you got yourself a combination. I already mentioned Ryan Fitzpatrick once. We go here. Jets, last four games, giving up an average of 21 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. You know, Fitzpatrick, the thing I love about him most, Dan, he has no conscience. The man is going to keep firing the ball downfield. I was going to say, is he is he playing a team that makes Jets mistakes? Because there are one or two in a game where you're like, ah, that's the Jets. No matter how great this season has been, there's always a time where you're like, yeah, that's a Jets mistake. There but. you go. And though O.J. Howard is making some strides, Cameron Bray, top five play at the tight end position this week. How about we take Adam Humphreys along with us for the ride? Four games over 50 receiving yards. Remember, no Mike Evans this week because of his stupidity. Uh, Normally not quite so blunt about player action, but that's yeah. about as dumb as I've seen. He and Marshawn Lynch have the battle right now for the dumbest plays <laughs> of 2017. But Humphreys is going to get to go after Buster Screen. And if you've watched Jets football, he's about as bad as it gets at the cornerback position. <laughs> so look for Fitzpatrick to test that early and often. Jared Goff, one of our great stories of this year. New Orleans people, and rightly so, giving them some love Lattimore has come up huge, but you're still looking at a team that gives up a lot of points to opposing quarterbacks, giving up 20.6 fantasy points per game the last four. Robert Woods stepping up four or more receptions, five of his last six. How about Matthew Stafford with three straight top tens? And he's got the Browns on tap. 
You say, well, the Browns, well, no, they're giving up only 16.6 fantasy points per game. The last one, that's middle of the pack as far as it goes. But with Golden Tate and Marvin Jones playing as well as they've been yeah, of Marvin late. Marvin Jones has been great. He's yeah. been unbelievable. 44 targets over the last four weeks, six or more catches, four straight games. He's an absolute monster right now. And finally becoming that player everybody expected on a week-to-week basis. You got Bilal Powell going back to that game, the Jets against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay giving up 26 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs over the last four weeks. That's second most in the National Football League. No Matt Forte. Now, we've seen Bilal Powell fail in a big spot earlier when he went up against the Falcons. 14 carries, only 33 yards a few weeks back. But we're pushing all in against this Bucks team. Yes, Josh McCown is a play, but... I've beaten that dead horse off, and we've really gotten a lot of mileage out of the greatness of Josh McCown here on the show. Well, let's be honest. If you've got Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, or Alex Smith on by, maybe you were one of those teams that picked up Josh McCown. Time to push all in. How about uh, Ben Roethlisberger? This one's a little bit against the grain. On the road, and only two top 12 performances this year. They released Vontae Davis. There's a lot of disruption there in Indianapolis right now. Uh, but they've given up 44 completions of at least 20 yards, and eight of nine quarterbacks have finished top 15. It's interesting. Remember when the Colts lifted that AFC runner-up banner? Yeah. Today, prior to the game, they're just going to um, hang a white flag from nice. Lucas Oil Stadium. That's going to be the Colts for the rest of the season. Why not? We got a lot of mileage out of that banner on the show, you and I, Dan. <laughs> we really mocked that hard. Uh, Deontay Thompson against New Orleans. Go back to that game for a second. You've got Kelvin Benjamin finally going to play. Not sure how viable he is as a starter, perhaps a third wide receiver. But Thompson, big play threat because Charles Clay comes back as well. So now you've got a little more robust offensive work uh, for Tyrod Taylor. ahead. Vernon Davis with no Jordan Reed. You're looking at five games with at least 58 receiving yards. Tight end position is soft, so let's get him in along the way. All right, we got to get to the cold sores, and we got to get to your mystery man clue, so let's just get right to it. Um, Actually, quickly, let's do the mystery man clue right now because we'll get that out of the way. Yeah. The mystery man clue is a guy you got to get in your lineup, but we're not going to tell you exactly who it is. It's your job to figure it out. So the first clue of the day for the mystery man for Week 10 is... Fifth-year receiver... Drafted in the third round. Okay, fifth-year wide receiver taken in the third round when he was selected five years ago. Let's quickly go to those cold sores for Week 10, guys. you got to keep out of your lineup that you don't want anything to do with this week. All right, let's start big game hunting. How about Todd Gurley? He's, you're going to play him, but he's a cautionary tale going against Houston. For all their issues in the secondary, over the last four weeks, only giving up 10 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Devontae Freeman. Looking at Dallas, going back to what their defense has been doing. Last four weeks, only 11.3 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. And that's entire running back cores. That's Mm. not individual players is what we're talking about there. And you look at over the last two weeks, he's gone 46 yards, 41 yards. Tevin Coleman still stealing some of the work, but scoreless in four straight. Shut him down. C.J. Anderson, 23 snaps last week. Devontae Booker taking up some of the workload there. And New England, after all of the being the laughing stock for the first month of the season, they've really turned things around defensively. Marcus Mariota against Cincinnati, three multi-touchdown games all year. One of them came last week. But you look at Cincinnati, 12th best against opposing quarterbacks, so we shut him down. We look at Kirk Cousins against Minnesota. 
They're sixth best against opposing quarterbacks. Only about 11 fantasy points per game. Eighth in the league in sacks. So a different, difficult spot as well. Devontae Adams going up against Chicago. Prince of Mucamara playing some great football. That, and we get to say Prince of Mucamara a few times. He's shut down some of the best in the game. Bears overall. They've only given up 8.2 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks over the last month. Wow. And so extrapolate that to the wide receivers. Tough day ahead for Adams and for Jordy Nelson. T.Y. Hilton, we we had him on the right side of the column last week. Well, groin injury plus Pittsburgh, only three receivers over 65 yards this year, uh, gone. Stephon Diggs against Washington, he's been a non-factor. And then Will Fuller because Tom Savage can't hit the broad side of a barn. That's your quick hit on the cold sore side of town. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's hard to believe, but Tom Brady has lost another one of his top targets. How does he respond in a primetime affair in Denver? We tell you next year on Fox Football Fantasy. It's Fox Football Fantasy. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. You can always tweet us with your fantasy dilemmas or give us a ring. The phone number 877-99-FOX. That's 877-996-6369. Also reach us on Twitter just like DJ Carlisle did, who's got a fantasy, as he says, pickle, Mike Carmen. And if you get want to get Mike, get him at Swollen Dome. DJ Carlisle tweets in Marquise Lee, Latavius Murray, or Rob Kelly in a PPR league, Mark Marcus Marquise Lee. It's, there's no U in Marquise's. No, that's right. Spelling. That's right. He that's, leaves the U out. That that's why it was a little different. DJ, no no offense, just spelled it wrong. But it is Marquise Lee in the Jaguars facing the Chargers today. Latavius Murray going up against the uh, Washington Redskins because those Redskins and Rob Kelly are taking on Latavius Murray and the Vikings. Who do you like of those three? Well, you normally I'm a touches-over-target guy, but when we're talking about a workload split where you're on the downside of it and Jarek McKinnon being your leader in the clubhouse, Latavius Murray's going to sit. Rob Kelly, don't trust him as far as I could throw him. Chris Thompson is your better play out of that back. I don't care that he plunged in for for touchdowns. I mean, we've got to look at it on the whole. I can't bank on point-and-blank goal-line touch opportunities He's got to show me something between the 20s and and a little bit more because um, unless you're just in a touchdown-only league, which some people are, where you're not getting free yardage, then yeah, sure, Kelly's a guy that you can look to. I'm going to go with Marquise Lee. you got a good matchup this week going up against the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, making the the long trip, and you've seen some efficiency. Fournette comes back uh, off his one one week of sitting on the sidelines, so Look for them to get back to basics and have some opportunity downfield. Let's quickly touch on that because this was a move that was made after we went off the air That's last right. week. Yeah. There were two moves. It was the Leonard Fournette benching, and then Zach Ertz didn't make it through pregame warm-ups. He didn't go for the Eagles last week. Ertz and the Eagles are, are on by, so we don't need to talk about them anymore. But the fact is, is that is a move, Mike Harmon, that you make – I don't want to say that you know that things are going to work out for you at least somewhat well against the Cincinnati Bengals team, but is it is a move that you look at and you say to yourself, if we if we bench the rookie star running back now, how much will this pay dividends later on? And I think that the Jaguars looking at it, I'm not saying this. Tom Coughlin's going to run his ship. Doug Marone's going to go in in line with it as well. But to me, this is such a foundation. 
because this will be the time. Remember when the Jaguars benched Leonard Fournette because he was late? This is one of those things that down the line I think will really pay off for Jacksonville and didn't hurt him last week. Yeah, still waiting to see more details pop off of this because we uh, we have the, the good fortune, Jason Smith and I, on Monday nights after the Monday night game goes final. Jay Glazer joins us, and one of his reports for Fox NFL Sunday was about Fournette, that there's more to the story. I'm curious to see if we get part two uh, a little later on today. Apo- in his <laughs> apology, he said something to the effect of, I'll, I will be on time next time, and I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, a bit, a bit about work ethic, but perhaps a, a little bit of reading the headlines mm-hmm. that was starting to get in the locker room. If we know Tom Coughlin, we know anything about Tom Coughlin, that, that isn't going to play, particularly if you're a rookie who's really just starting to, to cut your teeth in the league. But, look, that's that's a week off for a guy that's been having a heavy workload. Sure. I mean, that's another bye week. For your rookies, when you're talking about rookie walls and breaking down and what's a normal college schedule versus the NFL rigors, and you're talking about a team that is suddenly, with Deshaun Watson going down and Tom Savage under center, Marcus Mariota and the Titans struggling, they're in the catbird seat for a playoff spot at this point. So even though you might have been sending a message for discipline, you're also looking at the, the long haul of saying, we may need 30 carries out of this guy in yeah. a wild card game or in a or in a in a playoff spot but made for an interesting opportunity and we we look at for this week you've got a better balanced attack going up against the Chargers Bortles been efficient he's not having to carry games like he used to in the past so we'll see him still put up some numbers but Leonard Fournette top 5 player right back on the board we'll answer your question on the air but with one caveat you got to follow us. That is right. At Swollen Dome, at Dan Beyer on Fox, 877-99 on Fox. The phone number if you want to get in through the traditional means. And Scott Bowser leads us into what we talked about just prior, about five minutes ago, with the New England Patriots going on the road, taking on the Denver Broncos. Scott has Chris Hogan on his team. Chris Ooh. Hogan's not going to play because of his shoulder injury. Now you're wondering, is this Danny Amendola's time, Philip Dorsett's opportunity who steps up in that absence for New England, and is is it either of those two guys? I think I cry a little bit because you never know who's going to be the next recipient. I, I think off the history, you'd, you'd look at Amendola, but he's got the big red injury tag alongside him as well. Uh, a low-end number three wide receiver slot. Obviously, Brandon Cooks slides down a little bit. You'll get a little of box and one trying to slow him down a little bit. And obviously, uh, looking at the corners are solid as well. But where I, I think you've got some value is you're going to see more of James White. I think you're going to mm-hmm. see a little more of Deion Lewis. I think the running backs are going to be featured here and White out of the backfield as a receiver is going to be where I think a bit of the play is. We put Deion Lewis in the hot plays. Denver over the last month given up the eighth most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs, and some of that is just dump-offs and let them run because you don't want to try to make your living against the, against the Denver cornerbacks until you've softened things up and have they've got to make their commitment to the safeties to coming up and stopping the short game. Without the obscene number of touchdown passes that Carson Wentz has thrown so far this season and, and maybe even put in Deshaun Watson to the start that he was off to, yardage-wise passing in the National Football League has been all Tom Brady. He's the only quarterback that's averaging over 300 yards. In fact, is 318, almost, heck, more than 30 yards on average than the second-place quarterback 
when it comes to throwing the ball. So the Patriots are really moving the ball around. This isn't going to be a huge quarterbacking record year that we right. we felt like year in and year out we're getting, you know, we're going to have we more were people destined challenged. For it. Yeah, this is it seems to be scaled back a little bit, but if there is a guy that is going to be consistent and a guy that's giving you yardage, it's the New England Patriots. Now, I made a crack at the start of the show about having any Denver Bronco in your lineup and it's been tough. And Brock Osweiler gets the start again this week. Demarius Thomas got a lot of garbage time against Philadelphia, but that's because the game was so much of a blowout that he ends up getting 70 yards into touchdown last week. You mentioned C.J. Anderson as a guy that you don't want to play this week, one of your cold sores. Is there any value whatsoever in anybody with the Denver Broncos? I think you're still going to play Thomas based on volume and expectations that they're not going to solve Brady because people immediately start going to history saying he struggled there. It's like, well, this is a different team. Offensively, the Broncos are a shell of what they've been. Even even under Simeon, they they had had some consistency these last couple, well, year plus until he's deposed and they give Osweiler the shot. You, you look at what Brady will most likely be able to run time of possession. So they'll wear down the defense, which means potential for garbage times. But coming into the game, Demarius Thomas, no better than a mid-number two. Emmanuel Sanders coming back off injury. He's a number three on a wing and a prayer. Benny Fowler can't catch, so even with opportunity, we can't do uh, anything with him. And then for the running back position, talk about Anderson and diminished workload. You want to take a shot on Booker, that's fine, but he's no better than a flex. There are so many other options, yeah. even in tandem, that you've got to go look at. And again, we heard when Brock Osweiler got the nod that he was going to have the job until Paxton Lynch was healthy enough. This Denver team is 19 giveaways this season. Only Cleveland has more, and Cleveland has a won a game. And Mike, if you look at the standings in the AFC, it's crazy to think, but I'm not going to mention ties and what we've got, but only Cleveland and Indianapolis have a worse record than what Denver's got. Now, the Chargers are 3-5, and five, Houston's 3-5. and five. We looked at those teams differently, especially when Houston was healthy, but that's how bad things have gotten right now for the Denver Broncos, who host the Patriots tonight on Sunday Night Football. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy, one of the NFL's oldest rivals, rivalries. Yes, oldest rivalry in the NFL. Rivalry is always a tough word for me to say, that Jerry Rice and Arnold Palmer. The Arnold two, yeah. Palmer. Yeah, but one of the NFL's oldest rivalries has actually taken on a whole new look as the two teams meet today. We'll tell you about that. But first, Isaac Bollinger here to give us the happening on what is going on in the world of college football and what a night of duds for some teams last night in the old CFB. Really was. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, I have a question for both of you, Dan and Mike. I oh. want to turn the clock back to the 1990s. Do you remember the following popular computer game and television show from the 1990s? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Oh, one of the classics. Watched it with my daughter in reruns. Meanwhile, uh, had a lot of fun. Meanwhile, the millennials in the studio are looking at me like, uh, what? But it was big back in the day in the 1990s. Well, right now, the question in the NFL is... Where in the world is Ezekiel Elliott? Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reports that the suspended Cowboys running back is leaving the country to train and clear his head. No word yet on which country Elliott is headed to, but I hear Norway is lovely this time of year. Hey, I'm Norwegian. 
I did not know that. I've spent yeah. some time in Sweden and Norway, so no cracks. Can you bring uh, in some Norwegian delicacies for us one, one of these Sunday yeah, mornings? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll whip up a batch of Lefse. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I got you covered. Yeah. I, I got a bunch of my uh, mother-in-law's recipes. We'll get it done. You know what they say, Lefse is more. Elsewhere, Adam Schefter <laughs> reports that the Seahawks violated NFL concussion protocol by allowing Russell Wilson to return to Thursday's game against Arizona and are expected to face consequences likely a fine. Peter King of the MMQB just published a report with new details from a contentious conference call 10 days ago held by the six owners on the NFL's compensation committee in which Cowboys owner Jerry Jones threatened to sue to block Commissioner Roger Goodell's contract extension. Falcons owner Arthur Blank responded on the call, quote, I'm shocked, I'm disappointed. We may have differences, Jerry, but this is not the way we resolve them. This is not the way we do things in the NFL, unquote. Ironically, on the field later today, it will also be the Cowboys against the Falcons. King was also told by an ownership source, quote, there is little question in my mind that Jerry Jones wants to overthrow Roger Goodell, unquote. Jeez, I could have told him that. Anyway, at college football Saturday night, number two Alabama scored a last-minute touchdown to beat 16th-ranked Mississippi State 31-24. Elsewhere, as Dan indicated, a whole lot of blowouts. Seventh-ranked Miami over Notre Dame, which was ranked number three, 41-8. Number five, Oklahoma defeated sixth-ranked TCU 38-20. Baker Mayfield threw for 333 with three touchdowns. Earlier Saturday, number 10, Auburn took down top-ranked Georgia 40 to 17. And finally, Dan and Michael, NBA Saturday night. Lonzo Ball became the youngest player to ever record a triple double in the Lakers' loss at Milwaukee. Yeah, the most overrated triple double of all time. <laughs> it was, it was, hey, it's it Vegas was. misdirection, okay? Thought you'd be Look, pleased because Milwaukee wound up winning the game. Oh, they did. I watched it. It was great. Yeah, watch my like three Lonzo card Monty. Ball was dominating. That did not happen at all. He actually hit a couple of shots from the outside. How about that? Yeah, that's at least, daring him. At least he didn't pull a Ricky, Dav- uh, Ricky Davis and miss his own layup intentionally in order to get the triple double. You oh, leave yeah. Ricky Davis alone. <laughs> Thanks, Isaac. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Packers- Dan, Dan, before you yeah. get to Packers-Bears, can I com- comment on I- I- one thing from Isaac's update yes. about the Seattle Seahawks? And- and, and facing high discipline for this. Yes. Why, why, why is that in the team's hands? That's the dumbest rule of anything. Like, the NFL should have a guy sitting at the tent. Should not be on the team in terms of checking. Because what are they going to do? Pat him on the head and send him back out there. Here, they didn't even bother. He sat in the chair and by osmosis, they were able to, he was just like, all right, they I give pe- you a five they, count and I left. They should have a penalty box. He actually went and sat on the thing. <laughs> they started to pull the tent over. <laughs> Then he was like, why am I in here? And then he went back out there. It was a whole – Walt Anderson <laughs> told him to get off the field. It was a crazy scenario. Seahawks have had of their off-field issues when it comes to training camp and OTA practices. Mm-hmm. We'll see if this has anything to do with uh, anything of them violating league protocol with what's happening with concussions and if they're tied into that as well. We'll see. Packers-Bears today, 195 meetings all-time. Green Bay's up 95-94 to with six ties in that showdown. But I don't think that we have ever had a quarterbacking matchup like we've got today. (laughs) Brett Hundley against Mitchell Trubisky at Soldier Field in what should be a 
dandy of a day. <laughs> Why are you mocking on the, it? On the, the shores <laughs> of Lake Michigan. The, this, the reason I'm, I guess I'm mocking it is this. The Bears, we've talked about the Bears during commercial breaks, and we've talked about them on the show. Sure. They're all better than a lot of people will give them credit for. It's easy to look at the quarterback and say, that's all that he's going to throw for. Who's he going to throw to? Realistically, up front, they're a very solid football team mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. Green Bay, and <laughs> all around, no one is picking up the slack. It is amazing on how much, when you took Jordy Nelson out of that offense, how much it affected Aaron Rodgers. We knew that the Packers would be would be a vastly different team without Aaron Rodgers, but nobody else has stepped up to do anything with that team. And now you're looking at a Green Bay squad that to me, I, I'm starting to wonder. I'm looking at a game when the Packers travel to Cleveland. If that's the time the Browns are going to get their first win of the season, how about I mean, that's that? how bad it's gotten. I think for Green Bay, everybody paranoid about that. Certainly, Detroit on upset alert later on today as well. We'll talk about that big heavy favorites along the way. But with Brent Hundley, his most effective play is the ball fake and run. Because trying to complete the ball downfield isn't happening. No separation from Adams. No separation from Nelson. Randall Cobb's a shell of his former self and was so even when Aaron Rodgers was playing. And even if you look at Jordy Nelson and the type of numbers that he was putting up, he was scoring the first few weeks, but there weren't those jailbreak opportunities. He's, he was 80 or fewer receiving yards time and time again. And when you look at the backfield, Aaron Jones looked like he was about to break away and be the, the bell cow. And then he misses a bunch of blocking mm-hmm. assignments, has some struggles. So all of a sudden, Ty Montgomery's back in the mix. So in terms of one one guy taking over the game and making it his own and saying, all right, ride, ride my shoulders for a while, that fell apart very quickly. The offensive line has been hit by injuries. Martellus Bennett, that whole situation is a mess in many, many ways. Reportedly going to be active for the Patriots today after reportedly having surgery uh, a week ago uh, in a huge mess that's that's in, enveloped that locker room. Mike McCarthy under fire for a number of things uh, as well, handling of the quarterback position and looking to see if there's other opportunities and, you know, the inevitable Kaepernick question in terms of saving seasons and all of those things. So you've got a lot swirling in Green Bay and, and a team that's in disarray. And the Bears, for the first time, and I believe it's in a decade, are actually favored in this match. Wow. <laughs> and they can pull even with the all-time in the all-time that? matchup with a victory today. Yeah, and for the Bears, it's a good spot for the defense that's played really well. We mentioned Prince of Mukamara, what he's doing. They've got a good pass rush. Jordan Howard in a plus matchup and then some against this Green Bay front seven. Trubisky doesn't have to do any heroic things. Just limit turnovers and succeed and proceed for fantasy purposes. That's not what you want to hear. He's 21st or worse uh, as a fantasy quarterback in every game he started, but that's fine. As long as you've got Howard and a little bit of misdirection with Tariq Cohen, you'll, you'll be able to move, move the ball and win this game. The values of the Jordy Nelsons and the Devonte Adams and any of the guys you talked about just going right straight down into the ground. Third wide receivers at best for both Adams and for Nelson. A far cry from where we were.
He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. You can always reach out, 877-99-FOX. It's 877-996-6369. Hit us up on Twitter, Mike. They can get you at... Over at Swollen Dome. I am at Dan Beyer on Fox. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers today have no Jameis Winston, no Mike Evans, but do they have no hope for fantasy fantasy success? Easy for me to say. We'll tell you the answer next year on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. Jets and Buccaneers will play in Tampa. We're going to dive into that in a sec. But, Mike, if they want to reach you on Twitter for any fantasy dilemmas, where can they get you? They can find me over at Swollen Dome. A reminder, Fox Football Fantasy is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. You can reach me at Dan Beyer on Fox, and we will answer your questions on Twitter. Put them on the air. If you follow us, it's as simple as that, at Swollen Dome, at Dan Beyer on Fox. The Buccaneers will take on the Jets today in a game in Tampa, kicking off at 1 o'clock Eastern time. No Jameis Winston today for the Buccaneers. Mike Evans serving his suspension. Jameis Winston's not going to be around for a couple of weeks Going to try to rest and rehab that ailing shoulder of Is his. he going to go meet up with Andrew Luck and get some treatment in Europe? <laughs> I'm not sure they're going to go. <laughs> I, I, I think Winston is going to stay and get domestic help. I oh, think okay. that's where it's going to be for the Buccaneers quarterback. But that puts Ryan Fitzpatrick into the starting lineup today. I know in your hot plays, you like some of the Buccaneers tight ends for plays this week. You mentioned Josh McCown as well earlier as a name that he's been so good that he's not even a guy that should be available in your league. His 13 touchdowns, for guys with similar pass attempts this season, his 13 touchdowns match Drew Brees, Derek Carr, Phillip Rivers, and Kirk Cousins. So that's for similar pass attempts. Now, there are some that may have more games, but they've all thrown within about you know, 10, 15, same amount of passes so far this season. Josh McCown has 13 touchdowns just like those guys. Interesting matchups today as the Jets go and face the Buccaneers. It's pretty amazing overall when you you look at the last four weeks. Josh McCown's the third highest scoring fantasy quarterback. You're getting two touchdowns a week. Now the yardage is, has gone up and down, and, and you've had you know a little bit of love from him with rushing attempts on occasion, even though he's the KG veteran. He's still pushing ahead and mm-hmm. he had that big rushing touchdown. Uh, in the primetime game a couple weeks ago. But you look at Robbie Anderson and what he's been able to do downfield. You'll you'll have more Bilal Powell with no Matt Forte, who had his monster game in the outlier last week. And, well, now he's hurt. Go figure. Uh, and, and so when you look at the Jets and what the offense brings, Austin Safarian Jenkins come back to earth a little bit, but still has to be played because of his red zone efficiency. Yes, yes. Right? Yardage-wise, so, he's not going to give you 100 yards. No, and and that's the thing, is the tight end position, it looked like we were going to have that surge a couple of years ago where, all right, we've got 12 to 15 viable guys. Well, no, that shrunk really quickly right back down to five or six because week to week, you don't know what you're getting from Safarian Jenkins. guy like Hunter Henry. Decent spot this week because of what Jacksonville does, pressing on the edges that may be over the middle. Phillip Rivers could have a little success, at least moving the ball down the field with Henry. But he's been no guarantee, and the expectations were huge for him coming in. So when we look at this matchup, Safarian Jenkins gets a start. Anderson's going to get a start. And then we we start parsing down and trying to figure out on the other side of things, other than Cameron Brait, who's going to be able to pick up some targets. 
He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. One of the targets for Josh McCown on the outside could be Jermaine Curse. Michael Montgomery tweets in, needs two wide receivers. Curse, Sammy Watkins, Calvin Benjamin, Jordan Matthews, or Ryan Grant. Two of those five, Watkins and the Rams taking on the Texans today, Benjamin and the Bills going up against the Saints, and you've got the Vikings and Redskins with Ryan Grant and Jordan Matthews in that Bills game as well. I think I'm going to start with Curse and Matthews. Take Those are going to be my two. Mm-hmm. Watkins has been more of a decoy. Obviously, he had the big touchdown reception. That was his only t- catch of the game, right? Jailbreak opportunity. Benjamin, we're not quite sure how he fits in. Obviously, staying behind during a bye week and working and, and trying, or should say, working in last weekend and trying to get himself uh, acclimated with the playbook instead of being active, which, again, still kind of salty uh, about that. Seems like he could have been a decoy a bit. Uh, and then with Grant, tough spot for Kirk Cousins. Hard to get and push anybody too hard in that matchup. The Steelers take on the Andrew Luck-less Colts today in <laughs> Indianapolis. As you mentioned, there's going to be no luck for the rest of the season. Steelers quarterbacking situation, a little bit more solid, but it hasn't necessarily been as solid as you would have thought on the field. Big Ben's touchdown to INT ratio, almost a one-to-one ratio right now. Ten touchdowns, nine interceptions for a team that now that seems to rely heavily on Le'Veon Bell and allowing that to just open up anything in the passing game. No, and that's what we're looking at here on the road at Indy and and the road woes of Ben Roethlisberger well chronicled. And we we hang a star on the the touchdown to interceptions, right? Remember, because he... He had the big five pick session True. going up against Fair Jacksonville, yeah. but but still overall he's not dominating. Just look at the other side mm-hmm. of it, right? Interceptions, we could say okay, he was efficient in four of the other games or five of the other games, but for touchdown purposes, he's not blowing things up like we've seen the this offense in the past. People waiting to see if Martavis Bryant has served his time and time out and start seeing targets again, but it's hard to deny what Juju Smith-Schuster's meant to this team. Obviously, the big play uh, a week ago, or two weeks ago. So we, we look at him you know, being another element, six or more targets is where we're looking at him. So he gets in as a back-end number two in this matchup. Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell working in. If you want a sleeper pick, Connor out of the backfield, maybe uh-huh. as a flex play, because if this one starts to get out of hand, Le'Veon Bell is not touching the ball 35 times. James Conner, the backup to Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh. He's Mike Carmen. I am Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. We gave you one mystery man clue a little bit earlier. This is a guy that you got to get in your lineup this week, but we're not going to reveal it to you right away. We want you to try to figure it out. The first clue was it is a fifth-year wide receiver who was taken in the third round when he was selected. What is the next clue for the mystery man for Week 10? Clue 2 was four catches of at least 48 yards this year, so a big play threat. Number 3, well, every once in a while we want to give a nod back to the collegiate days, a sprinter at Texas. Ooh, he's got some speed. There are your mystery man clues that we will reveal next hour. We'll see if you can figure it out here on Fox Football Fantasy. Primetime matchups, Patriots and Broncos playing tonight on Sunday Night Football. Dolphins and Panthers playing on Monday Night Football in Charlotte. It is Fox Football Fantasy. Quickly, the details, 877-99 on Fox. That's 877-996-6369. Hit up Swollen Dome on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. I'm Dan Beyer on Fox. A big showdown in the NFC East coming up next. 
Week 10 is here in the National Football League. We say goodbye to the Eagles, Ravens, Chiefs, and Raiders for a week, but getting you set for an interesting week that has the Washington Redskins back home after their big win in Seattle a week ago. And today, it's the return of Teddy Bridgewater. Well, kind of. Going to be active for the Vikings, backing up Case Keenum in that game today in D.C., where you've got the NFC East, Mike Harmon, as Philadelphia running away with it at 8-1. and one. We've got the Cowboys situation now without Ezekiel Elliott for the next four games that we know of mm-hmm. for sure until his next court date, serving as part of that six-game suspension. Dallas is sitting there at 5-3. and three. But you've got Washington right now on the outside looking in like a bunch of other teams in the wild card positioning for the NFC. But an interesting showdown today in Washington, D.C. because – of what Washington did a week ago and getting that win against the Seahawks, and now you've got another top NFC team in the Vikings coming to town. When you look at Washington on the whole, impressive effort to be at 4-4, four and four, given the number of injuries they've had, uh, some tough luck along the way. And, you know, you go back to early in the season when they manhandled Oakland, they had the loss in back in week one against Philadelphia that kind of set the tone for things and started the – Carson Wentz deification. I think they started constructing a new statue, maybe repurposing the old Rocky one uh, <laughs> along the way. But, you know, they, they've had to gut out a couple of games. You look at two of their losses are against those Eagles. And so going forward, we'll see what Kirk Cousins can do. Obviously, they haven't committed top dollar to him yet, so he's still got a lot to prove mm-hmm. in terms of his next deal. Uh, the wide receivers, Josh Dotson, starting to show up a little more frequently. Still not a dominant player, but for fantasy purposes, gets on the radar as a back-end number three this week. Uh, and Vernon Davis is going to be a huge contributor to what they do against Minnesota. Biggest thing is they've got to figure out how to back off that pass rush. That's why you're going to see Davis. That's why you're going to see more of Chris Thompson. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We are going to reveal the mystery man in this segment and do it after hot plays and cold sores for week 10. Getting a lot of tweets. There are people who are hot on the trail, Mike Carmen, of your mystery man. Again, Better not to use their Google machines because they're disqualified. Again, the clues, four catches of at least 48 yards this season. Also was a third-round pick five years ago in the National Football League, and also played collegiately at Texas where he played another sport. Was that the specific clue? Yep, yep, yep. He was uh, a very dominant participant in another sport. All right. That is your mystery man we will reveal in five minutes to let you know if you are on the right track. But let's get to the hot place of Week 10. Guys, you got to get in your lineup that you got to play. Who are they, Mike Carmen? It sounds like a derivation as a safety dance, Dan. (laughs) This is is the London Underground remix of Safety Dance. (laughs) Nicely done. Hot plays. A, A, F, F, E. Week 10, Orleans Darkois is going to be our first man of the ESSER. We played this song last week, I know, because I really liked it. I really liked it. I think I'm going to add it to my mix Mm -hmm. for when I'm Mm -hmm. at the gym. Mm -hmm. Wait, What's what's he doing? He's not working out he's dancing dun, 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 dun. yep that's i knew that's where it changed 
You're, Orleans, you're trying to get the... <laughs> Are you going to program Orleans, that in and then start playing it on a keyboard with that mixed in? Orleans, Darkwa. <laughs> Yay. 49ers. Shut up, LeBron. It's my song. <laughs> exactly. 5.1 yards per carry allowed. Now I'm like Dan as the, the club DJ. Twenty, Nearly 28 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Darkwa, two big games in the last month. 71 yards on 16 against the Rams. And then remember that big breakout against the Denver Broncos, which began their backward slide in terms of defensive proficiency. Deion Lewis going against Denver, staying there. Denver, over the last month, eighth eighth most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs, about 21 per game. Looking at three games in a row with double-digit carry counts for Lewis. He'll be a big factor here uh, as they soften up the D, force the safeties up, and maybe start finding some holes in the secondary along the way. Bilal Powell, that's another good name for this, right? Mm-hmm. Powell. There you go. 26 points per game allowed by Tampa Bay. Second most to opposing running backs. There's no forte to take up the workload here. We've seen Powell in some big spots. Has been a bit of a disappointment overall, but a good spot against the Bucks. We stay in that game. You've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Jets, over the last four weeks, giving up 21 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. You've also got Cameron Braid as a top-five option. And you want to go a little deeper, third wide receiver Adam Humphreys going up against Buster Screen. He's got four games with at least 50 yards this year, does Humphreys. No Mike Evans means Deshaun Jackson slides in to that number one role. Eli Manning against San Francisco. Go back to that game for a moment. San Francisco giving up almost 23 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks over the past month. Eli quietly multiple touchdown passes in four of his last six games. We are going to reveal a mystery man after the cold plays, but I want to let Chris Crane, Jason Gardner, and Neil Johnson know you guys are on the money. Good job, guys. Well, we only had a couple of options that that would have been in, in the mix for this, assuming they were hitting their Google machine. They or really, tweeted us. Yeah. Or really know their draft history uh, and the legends mix there. And, all right, let's go to the cold source along the way. I like that you had cold play because now I want to start singing some of their songs along the way. Keenan Allen going up against Jacksonville. Only two 100-yard games on the year for him. Hasn't scored since week one. He's not scoring again against Jacksonville. Will Fuller, eight targets in week nine, two catches, 32 yards. Your output, a lot of problems for Savage working the ball downfield. That's where Fuller makes his money, so he sits this week. Stephon Diggs against Washington. He's got a healthy dose of Josh Norman on top. Hasn't scored since week three. 43 yards is his average in those last three games, and you've got some injury issues as well. He seems recovered, but still hasn't been able to assert himself as again. Marcus Mariota against Cincinnati. Cincinnati 12th best against opposing quarterbacks. 14 fantasy points per game. T.Y. Hilton, after a week, we had him on the right side of the ledger, and we, we got a win with him with his big plays up against Pittsburgh. Groin injury. Pittsburgh giving up 65 or more receiving yards to only three receivers this year. C.J. Anderson, low snap count, more more Devontae Booker uh, shut it down. New England playing well against the run the last four weeks. Only 15 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. 11th best in the NFL. Todd Gurley, if you want to go big game hunting, you're looking at Houston as bad as their secondaries played. Uh, they've been good against the run. At least 10 fantasy points allowed per game. A couple other for the 
rounding out the list. Kirk Cousins going back to that game against Minnesota, looking at their efforts and their pass rush. Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson can't trust it against the Bears secondary playing very well. And then Phillip Rivers and his sidearm delivery is a no-fly. All right, it is that time. By the way, if I did drugs, I would imagine this is the song that would be playing in my living room when I did them, just because it's so out of this world. You, you know when TV Well, we can shows, put the disco ball back in. Yeah, when, when TV shows try to show somebody doing drugs or getting high, they always go off in this magical land. I think this would probably be the song if I if I did that. I think we could do that in about 10 minutes, Dan. No, what do you think? No, not going to. No, that's okay. This song, is a, this song is enough of a high for me. Let's reveal the mystery <laughs> man for week 10 in the National Football League. All right, let's go back to round three of the 2013 NFL draft. It is not... Stedman Bailey. It is not Marcus Wheaton. It's not Terrence Williams if you're Dallas Cowboys. No, the mystery man for this week, current San Francisco 49er, number one wide receiver, former draft pick of the Buffalo Bills, Marquise Goodwin. All right. Out of Texas, a lot of accolades, Big 12 track, did participate in the Olympics. Kind of a big deal, Dan. That 2013 draft was hot garbage. That was... Arguably one of the worst drafts of all time in the NFL. That was a draft where I'm trying to think of the great success stories. Ziggy Ansah was taken in that draft. But with the big names that you had, you had such a a flux, a, a change of Geno Smith, remember, was thought to possibly be the first overall pick, then dropped to the second round. You had Manti Teo in that draft. Uh, Tyron Matthew was in that draft as well. Just well, yeah, I mean, you got the Longs, right? So, or I should say, Kyle Long was drafted in this one, so he's he's had a pretty solid career. Tyler Eifert can't stay healthy. DeAndre Hopkins has had some pretty okay. big games and big years. Le'Veon Bell uh, in the second round. Top uh, of the draft, we'll say, maybe. Yeah, top yeah. of the – well, I mean, there, there's some value, but, like, not a consistent, you know, group of heavy hitters. I mean, they're they're few and far between – uh, as you go through this, and guys that had one big year, or maybe have haven't been name players making their their bones on special teams, and and where the media doesn't necessarily uh, tread, except in the local markets. Bengals and Titans play today. Yes, they Nashville. do. <laughs> one o'clock Eastern Time start. Tennessee coming off of a victory against the Ravens last week, while the Bengals. We'll, hopefully, we'll have A.J. Green for a full game against Tennessee today. Jeremy Hill, done for the year, placed on IR. Should be even more action for Joe Mixon, but the rookie running back from Oklahoma is second in the league in most negative yards on, on negative plays. Doing a lot of dancing. Yes, that's that's a great, great summary there. Can't do that today against Tennessee if they want to get a win. No, it's going to be a, a difficult proposition. I think Andy Dalton's a decent decent play for you. Three of his four multi-touchdown games coming on the road. Uh, you got A.J. Green. Somehow he avoids suspension. You know what? He he might actually surpass Lynch and and Mike Evans on the, the stupidity level on the metal stand for the fact that he was hitting a guy with open fists and hitting him in the helmet. <laughs> I will never understand this. You make your living with your damn hands, and you're hitting a guy in the face mask 
that will it's broke. That will exactly. Fast, that will fast track you right to the top of the list. <laughs> Dopey. <laughs> He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It is week 10, but one winless team in the National Football League has their best chance this season to get a win. We'll tell you who it is next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Football Fantasy on Fox Sports Radio. He's Michael Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Loving your response on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Where can they get you, Mike? Find me over at Swollen Dome. Reminder, Fox Football Fantasy brought to you by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. If you are winless in your fantasy league, I'm just going to be honest, and I know that it helps us, and I appreciate you listening, but you shouldn't be listening to fantasy football anymore. Go and play a daily league, and then you can listen to us. But if you're 0-9, just you know, just punt on the rest of the season. Hopefully you're not in that spot, and you can get a victory. But if you're 0-9, maybe just figure out something different to do. Maybe, maybe play a, a daily fantasy league. Try to get involved that way. But with the Browns and 49ers being winless on the season – they're going to have to play out the string. I would say when one team is a slight underdog at home while another is almost a two-touchdown underdog (laughs) on the road, you would think that the 49ers have the better chance of getting that first victory today against the Giants team. But I'm not talking about matchups, Mike Harmon, for the reason why I think the Niners or odds in Las Vegas on how this game is going to play out. Just for the simple fact that the Giants may quit – in this game, gives it more of an opportunity for the 49ers to get the win. Well, that's why this is so interesting, right? C.J. Beathard's still going to get the start, banged up a little bit, but you're looking at Marquise Goodwin, our mystery man, sliding up into the number one role with Pierre Garçon done for the year. Carlos Hyde, it's a volume play for fantasy purposes, and he's as vexing as anybody. And the Giants' locker room is such a mystery right now. What's real? What's imagined? Way too many anonymous comments from players to just think it's it's nothing but smoke. There's got to be a raging fire in some corner of that locker room at this point. And what's amazing is, even with all the injuries that they've had at the wide receiver position, you have Shepard back, he becomes a play today. You look at Ingram as a top five top six play for fantasy purposes at the tight end position and Eli we had him on our our hot plays for the week but you you look at that and say your head coach was an offensive you could call him a wizard right they throw that out and gurus and all that background yeah but that's his background that you'd at least think all right if he's going to spend all this time on that side of the ball that there'd be some level of efficiency and performance and there's been nothing there's, they've been dead from the neck up all year long, and like bad decisions. Like they're this side of the Jets in terms of you know those they don't have any of the hallmark plays. Like you mentioned, a few of the Jets metal stands for the year. Yes, they don't have any really of those. It's just overall head scratching play calling and decisions and down in distance kind of basic football 101 kind of decisions and the inability and unwillingness to stick with one running back. Finally, Orleans Darkwa becomes that guy, but shouldn't they have figured that out six weeks ago, seven weeks ago? I am also going to say this, that the Giants defense needs to get after C.J. Beathard. 
but not too much because you don't want Jimmy Garoppolo into the game. Like, like if you're gonna if you're gonna tackle him, just don't tackle him hard enough where he gets injured. I'd rather have C.J. Beathard in there than Jimmy Garoppolo if I'm the New York Giants. So if Beathard gets hurt, would they really use Garoppolo? I think they have him in bubble wrap. I don't understand why you traded for this guy. He's got a he's due a, a big pay raise. And you need to know whether he can actually play or not. Of course, this is kind of like Jared Goff's situation with the Rams a year ago. This isn't exactly the team that you're going to build around Jimmy Garoppolo to really test whether he's a franchise guy or not. But acquiring him and then putting him in mothballs and, you know, Shanahan joking at a press conference, hey, my wife wants to see him, ha ha, ha ha, and, you know, all of that stuff. At some point, he does have to play quarterback, doesn't he? Well, the the plan in my mind was – it, it was out there. You could bring Jimmy Garoppolo in after your bye week because the 49ers don't play in week 11. That would be the natural progression. We've seen it how many times sure. in the National Football League, whether it be a rookie quarterback, let them have a week and a half to prepare for a start. The newly acquired Jimmy Garoppolo could get that opportunity. I think it's just Kyle Shanahan speaking in a way that protects C.J. Beathard and doesn't put the pressure on them to try to play Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think that you will see him in Week 12 after their bye in Week 11. Well, and they don't want to hurt his feelings after Iowa got waxed by Wisconsin, putting up about 70 total yards uh, after partying all week after a big win. Hey, they can't take that away from him. They can't take that away. Uh, Garrett Selleck, a guy, uh, if you're looking for a deep sleeper at the tight end position. You're getting the evil eye from one Sam Kinsley, our technical I was just making sure he was awake. I will make this announcement. Taylor Decker does return for the Lions today. That's not the announcement that I was going to make. <laughs> and while Jets Buccaneers seem like such an easy pick, uh-uh. The never be a Super Bowl game of the week is Browns Lions. The reason neither team has ever been in the Super Bowl. Lions 51 years, 48 years for the Cleveland Browns. So we're talking about teams, yes, that have never been to the Super Bowl. That's who we are looking at for this week. The, the This will never be a Super Bowl Browns-Lions. You're yeah, never going to sit in your the- living room in a February <laughs> evening on a Sunday and say, man, Super Bowl 72 between Browns and Lions is going to be something else. It's I aspire to, to see Super Bowl 72, Dan. That's one of the new uh, squad goals in the Harmon household uh, of keeping us around. And you and I will still be yelling at each other uh, in the morning. For for all intents and purposes, there's not a single Cleveland Brown that comes anywhere near your fantasy lineup unless you're absolutely desperate and say Isaiah Crowell is going to touch the ball more than 10 times. That's purely a volume, all right, I'll, I'll take the three yards in a cloud of dust kind of moment for him. On the other side, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate having big games. Stafford's got three straight top 10 performances in him. Even though Cleveland's been pretty solid against quarterbacks of late, uh, middle of the pack uh, have been quarterbacks against them. So, you know, you're you're still looking at opportunity and, and if you're looking for a streaming defense, the Lions worth a look-see this week. Deshaun Kaiser, second worst passer rating in the NFL behind C.J. Beathard. So there you go. That's what you get with some bad football and winless football in the NFL. From bad to great for this week's Harmon's Greatest Hits. How 
How about we get things started with a couple of quarterbacks? How about Jacoby Brissett going up against Houston? Four of his last six games, he's gone inside the top 15 for fantasy purposes. Brissett under center. Fakes to Marlin. Drops to throw deep. He's going to throw one intended for T.Y. Hilton. Touchdown, T.Y. What a throw. A 45-yard pass from Jacoby Brissett to T.Y. Hilton. Jay Cutler, who makes our board as well. Maybe this is finally the fire has been lit by Adam Gates. Dolphins have to strike quickly. Cutler, looking, fires, touchdown. Julius Thomas, his first as a Miami Dolphin. Expecting a little more of T.Y. Hilton. People are so down on him that they're dismissing him altogether. No, 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 no. Back to throw is Brissett again. He throws up. Field caught by Hilton. 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40. Cuts back in at the 35 and goes down at the 33. They said nobody touched him. He's going to go all the way in and a touchdown, 80-yard pass play. Those were the greatest hits by Michael Harmon in week nine of the NFL season. And a bonus offer right now. If you order within the next two minutes, you will also receive Dan Byer's worst hits of week nine. I proclaimed two weeks ago that Jay Ajayi would score a touchdown. He still hasn't. Now he's a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll only get a limited amount of snaps today. And now I'm wondering if Jay Ajayi will even score a touchdown this season. Whoa! I, I, I just, I really, truly wonder if you that really is hate going him to now. happen. <laughs> I don't hate Jay Ajayi at all. I just have had Jay Ajayi on my team and have been waiting for that breakthrough to happen, and it just hasn't. Wentz again in the oh, shotgun. Here we go. Wentz comes <laughs> back to a giant. Well, he's on my he's bench. At he's no, at the sure. 30, at the 20, at the 15, 10, 5. He does, and he is in for the touchdown. His first touchdown as an eagle, a 46-yard explosion by Jay Ajayi. <laughs> that was. I. I <laughs> Watching that happen last week just tells me I need to be Costanza and just do the opposite of everything I think. I saw the thought bubble above your head when that play occurred, Dan. It had, you and I weren't in the same room, but <laughs> I, I could feel the mind meld. You miserable blank, blank, <laughs> blank. Insert the blanks here. Jay I don't Ajayi. hate Jay Ajayi at all. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. In fact, I'm sticking with him, and I would have started him this week if they weren't on by. But, of course, that's how my soap opera with Jay Ajayi goes in the 2017 NFL season. Here's the big question out of the greatest hits. At what point in last week's show did I pop a vocal cord? Because my, my voice went from fairly deep to high, raspy, and out of sorts. Who did I scream about that? Just so, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, wait a minute. Wrong sound effect. At, at the 20-mile uh, mark of this marathon run, that's probably where it was in the final 6.2 you were able to carry on. Thanks to the Dolphins, Eagles, and Colts radio networks for those calls. Big games today in the NFL Saints and Bills will battle in Buffalo. We dive into that. Plus, the Falcons are home to the Dallas Cowboys, but Ezekiel Elliott is in home. NFL Network saying that Zeke has left the country. Yes, Zeke has left the country. This is Fox Football Fantasy. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. One guy that hasn't left the country, our own Isaac Lohenkron, who is sticking with us to give us the latest happenings 
of what's going on in the NFL. That's right, Dan. If you're in Portugal, Mongolia, Costa Rica, or somewhere else around the world, and you see someone who looks like Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys, it actually might be him. As you said, Dan, Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reporting that the suspended running back is leaving the country to, (laughs) quote, train and clear his head, unquote. Elsewhere, Adam Schefter reports that the Seahawks violated NFL concussion protocol by allowing quarterback Russell Wilson to return to Thursday's game against Arizona and are expected to face consequences, likely a fine. Schefter also reporting a short time ago that the 49ers are eyeing Week 12's matchup against the Seahawks to be the first started quarterback for Jimmy Garoppolo. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. College football Saturday night, number two Alabama scored a last-minute touchdown to beat 16th-ranked Mississippi State 31-24. 7th-ranked Miami blew out number three Notre Dame 41-8. Number five Oklahoma over 6th-ranked TCU 38-20. And finally, Dan and Michael in the NBA Saturday night. Lonzo Ball became the youngest player to ever record a triple-double. However, his Lakers still lost to Dan's hey, Milwaukee Bucks. All right. Fear the deer, <laughs> indeed. All right. Eric Bledsoe, 2-0 since coming over in that trade from Phoenix. Win in San Antonio on Friday and a home win last night against the Lakers. A Bucks celtics Eastern Conference final. Yeah. Hey, it's not that far out there. Star uh. power. Giannis for all. I, I love it. By the way, if you can't pronounce Intetokounmpo now, you should have uh, a couple of years ago. That just shows me that you, now you're just coming to the forefront. You should have, you should have been on this uh, a lot earlier, people. That's all I'm saying. He still plays for the Bucks, dude. <laughs> That's fair enough. Fair enough. We're talking about the NBA Bucks, not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. As I just say, just go by Giannis. Just go with the one name now for well, if, yeah, if you like don't he's want an to. Entertainer. Yes, absolutely, Adele. And it works for her, right? Made a lot of money, and if I'm if I'm him, I'm never signing my last name unless I'm getting a premium, right? <laughs> you want a full signature? You want my last name? It's an extra fifty bucks. Well, you need you need the 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 eight by thirteen paper instead of the eight <laughs> by eleven that you could normally get from a copy machine. Who are we kidding? He's he's just writing initials at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Saints and Bills today play at Buffalo, and what will be the chilliest forecast that we've got? A balmy thirty five degrees today for a matchup of two. Pretty darn good teams, and if if last week wasn't the breakout for Alvin Kamara, I don't know what is, but it had been building towards that ever since Adrian Peterson was moved out to Arizona. So now the Saints go on a road, which is, like in my mind, the biggest text, uh, test because now you're facing elements, you're facing a good defense. Should be an interesting matchup today with Saints and Bills. Well, it's the curiosity. Now, when we do our, our big board here that we had out and we rolled on, and then Jason Smith and I did our final four predictions, and I had the Saints in there. Curiously, the the Lions as well, as I got really cute. Mm. But the the Saints, well, because we didn't take the chalk, because at the time the Giants appeared to be chalk, and now, well, they stink. But the <laughs> the fact is, you, you look at what the Saints team has become. Defense playing better of late. The efficiency, except when he fumbles Mark Ingram alongside Kamara, who's been just fantastic all along. You wondered who was going to pick up the slack after they traded Brandon Cooks. Didn't matter. You've got Thomas, and you've 
spread the ball around as Drew Brees has been so capable of doing his entire career. But Kamara becomes a top 10 play uh, overall. On the other side of things for Buffalo, they get Kelvin Benjamin. I don't know that he's worth a play just yet, unless you're in a touchdown-heavy league. You can roll the dice that maybe there's a jump ball opportunity and a little red zone magic for him. But Deontay Thompson is is a beneficiary of his arrival, so maybe a bit of a sleeper play. Charles Clay is back. That's more a daily fantasy. I don't have to pe- spend a lot of dollars to fill the slot. Mm-hmm. If I get one big hit, I got a 50-yard touchdown out of Thompson or or something to that ilk. But for Tyrod Taylor, the fact that this offense is now rounding out, this makes for arguably the best matchup on, on the slate. Sure. I I don't care if the Saints win today. If they keep LaShawn McCoy and that Bills running game in check, I'll be sold. They they could lose the game by six, but if it's somewhat kept in check in that weather, that tells me something about their defense. I know the the offense, as you say, Drew Brees likes to spread it around, but if they just keep him in check, then I will be a really, real big believer of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, what'll be interesting to watch is Buffalo for the season still ranks highly across the board, but they've had some injuries, some issues that have made the secondary a little bit leaky. So over the last couple of weeks, been able to hit on some big plays. Be curious to see what kind of effort they get from the front seven to try to slow things down. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. It is Fox Football Fantasy. The phone number is 877-99 on Fox. That's 877-996-6369. Taking a look at Week 10, and we take a look to the great state of Alabama. B.A. joining us here on Fox Football Fantasy. Morning, B.A. Roll tide, America. Uh, just a there matter of time before you're back on top after that Georgia loss yesterday. And what a nice score late for the Crimson Tide against oh, man. Mississippi State. It was amazing. Jalen Hurts, you cannot shake him. And as long as I mean, it's just fantastic. Fantastic. Auburn looks good, though. I'm looking forward to Iron Bowl. Just uh, going to have to hide all the sharp objects, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a dandy. What do you got wide receivers-wise today, B.A.? Yeah, I got uh, four. I'd like for you to rank them, and then I have a defensive question, please. Yes, sir. All right, rank these four for me. Marvin Velvet Jones, Robert Goodwoods, uh, Richard Nay Matthews, and John Hot Do- I mean, Josh Hot Dog Dachson. Uh, <laughs> rank those for me, and tell me, I don't really like either one of these defenses, but that's kind of what I'm stuck with. Uh, the Bills at home or the Jets on the road at the Bucks. And uh, I'll, I'll hang up and listen. You know I love your show, and I'll talk to you all next week. Uh, happy birthday, Al Michaels, 73. Oh, Go down, America. There happy you go. Birthday, Al. All right, number one, Alabama, B.A., has been with us a long, long time in this slot. Uh, Going back to the days of the fantasy freaks, Burns, Lundy, and myself, uh, we always appreciate him checking in. And we go through our rankings. Well, he's actually got two really viable big-time plays out of what, at the beginning of the season, got ah, they're number three receivers. Marvin Jones and, and Robert Woods, number one, number two, has got him right. And then between Matthews and Dotson, I'm going to give Dotson uh, a, a little bit of, a, of an upgrade here. It's not a huge spot for Kirk Cousins uh, and the target count, but with Corey Davis and, and everything that's going on in Tennessee, Eric Decker reemerged. Like, there's just too many guys right now and Marcus Mariota not a plus matchup for him so let's swap those in terms of the way he ranked them out as for Buffalo or the Jets as badly as the Jets have played in some spots this is also Ryan Fitzpatrick has the opportunity at times to just like when he played for the Jets to give you a I'm going to get too cute with the ball I think I see something, and then he lays it out over the sideline, and suddenly someone's sprinting back 80 yards for a score. So we're going to take the Jets in what is 
at least on paper, a little bit of an upset here that Fitzpatrick, while he'll have a big day, I believe, and he was one of our hot plays, he will turn the ball over a couple times as well. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. You mentioned Robert Woods in the Rams taking on the Texans today. Woods has led the team in receiving yards these past three games. I know you had some hot plays, cold source matchups for this game, but the Rams come in taking on a Texans team as a double-digit favorite. Now the Rams are over Houston, and it was a week ago that under Tom Savage, the Texans just really didn't show anything of great success. I don't know how this can, this changes today at the Coliseum. Oh, no, it's hard. I mean, Lamar Miller, doing your best. They haven't really worked Foreman back in after he had some issues uh, a few weeks back. You look at the receiving core, DeAndre Hopkins, by volume, putting up some numbers, but mo- a lot of that in garbage time this past week. You look at Will Fuller taken out of the game because Savage can't get the ball downfield. I-, I saw a stat on passes of 20 yards or more. He's one of 11. So the efficiency Ooh. rating, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dan's reaction was key. I we got to start streaming this because <laughs> you look like you were going to throw up as I threw that out there. One of eleven downfield. They do get Fedorowicz back to some capacity, coming off his latest concussion. And you hate when you have to use those words strung together, but th- that's the reality. Is he's eligible to come back, and maybe he offers them a little something over the middle. That's been missing, but overall, you're not looking at an offense that's anywhere close. Not that it was efficient. It was a lot of Watson extending plays with his legs, and cornerbacks have a 1-1000, 2-1000, before they're clutching, grabbing, or falling apart from a wide receiver. So difficulty there. Defensively, they've been bad in the back end, but the front seven's been really strong. So... Gurley's still a play because of volume and he'll break through, but you might have to wait until the second half wear down before that occurs. I said weeks ago on this program, and I'm not trying to toot my horn or say I'm the first, but I believed in the Rams early. Mm -hmm. I think you just, if you watch them, you saw something, you saw something completely different from a year ago, and you saw how effective and dynamic they could be on offense, and then you think of the pieces that they've got on defense with now Wade Phillips directing that defense you, you've got a really dangerous team. This is a big game today for the Rams for this reason. They're 6-2, and two, and I think that they are a lock to make the playoffs. But nothing is for certain in the NFL. If you win today, you go to you go to 7-2. and two. But you've got a schedule that includes at Minnesota, home against the Saints, you get the Cardinals on the road, but then you have the Eagles and Seahawks. Four of those five teams right now, a legitimate NFC powers as you've gotten that conference so even if worst case scenario for the rams only win one of those games maybe being the cardinals game you're still at eight wins with gaming games against the titans and 49ers you can then just get in as a wild card even if you just totally fall flat on their face i know that's not what they're planning to do and they've got bigger things but this is why you can't have a letdown today because of what's up over the next five weeks well in seattle for all of their warts they keep winning it's Mm -hmm. not pretty I mean, Jason's called. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah. J- but I mean, Jason's yeah. called it. You know, da- you know the the daggers. You know, it's like you're hate watching because for three quarters they look inept. They're not doing anything, moving the ball, and then all of a sudden there's two or three big plays, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there's separation. And what? But you still have Russell Wilson. As long as Russell Wilson's under center, you got a shot. And so, whatever injuries, ineffectiveness you've got in the run game, 
they're still making play. All the losses in the secondary, mm-hmm. they're still winning games. So when we look at the the Rams, all of the overhaul was just an amazing one year transformation in terms of the number of personnel moves and just the attitude. You look at the offensive line being much better. Uh, Greg Robinson just released by the Lions. By the way, he was the turnstile last year that basically gave free releases to defensive linemen and defensive ends on Jared Goff time and again. So we'll see uh, going forward. But, you know, if they can get more consistency uh, in the receiving game out of Sammy Watkins as opposed to being a decoy most of the time, very dangerous team. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. You can always reach us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox, and you can get Mike at Swollen Dome. Are touchdowns overrated? Yeah, maybe a stupid question, but we answer it next year on Fox Football Fantasy. I don't hate Jay Ajayi at all. Fox Football Fantasy. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. You can always reach us. On Twitter, i got to be honest, I haven't been good lately with the late fantasy questions on Twitter, but I'll try to get them. You will stick around after the show and answer any issues at Swollen Dome. That is right. I just put up a a tweet, actually, at Swollen Dome saying, like, be patient. Be patient. We're trying to do a uh, finish off the radio show, and then I'll be happy to run through any sit starts you've got. We'll dominate through to kickoff and uh, get you ready for a big day of action with some great games and a couple that – well, let's just face it. Unless you've got fantasy and uh, gambling interests, you're not paying attention to it. And it's as easy as Scott Forbes tweeting in. Needs four. How about this? Jamison Crowder, A.J. Green, Austin Hooper, Cooper Cup, Richard Matthews, or Tyler Croft? I'll tell you what, Mike Carmen. Yep. You're not benching A.J. Green. No. Never. never. Um, Unless I get a late word that his hand's broken from being a dope last week. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> I'll tell you what, I kick to the curbs, the tight ends, and then just go with it. I'll take the wide receivers and the targets. Easy as that. Hey, it's a family decision. We can get along despite playing the feud. Yeah, let's go. I tease our touchdowns a big deal. Of course they are. They're touchdowns. They are a big deal. A touchdown only question on Fox Football Fantasy today. Top six answers on the board. Who scored the most touchdowns so far this season? We're not talking about touchdown passes. We're talking rushing or receiving touchdowns. Heck, even throw kick returns in there. Top six answers on the board. Here's a hint. This also includes suspended players. Even though they're suspended, they're still on the list. Let's go to Mike Harmon. We've got three strikes and a pass available. You are first up. Top six answers on the board. And I'm taking the chalk at Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel (laughs) Elliott starting to serve that six-game ban. Show me Zeke. Ah, there he is. He's over on the Alps in Switzerland right now having some fun. Nine touchdowns on the season for Ezekiel Elliott. Number two answer, Robert Dosmati, our executive producer, looking for the top touchdown scorers so far in the 2017 season. I'm just going to go with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Nice Got off to that hot start. Show Come me on. the hunter. No. Make the top six. Let's go to Sam Kinsley, our technical producer. Who scored the most touchdowns so far this season? Looking for the top six answers on the board. There is a pass available as well. I'm going to go uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski has been dinged up a little bit. Come on, nah. Sam. <laughs> said with absolutely no confidence like whatsoever. No one even said good answer. Show me a Rob Gronkowski. 
Oh, two strikes already. Isaac Lohenkron, there's just one answer taken, so there's five available. There is also a pass. Top six answers on the board. Who scored the most touchdowns so far this season in the NFL? Had a rough uh, rough night last night because of his Georgia Bulldogs, but Todd Gurley of the Rams? Come on. And for clarification, Todd Gurley the second. Is there first. you go. Yes, he is the number one answer. Ten scores so far this season. Back around to Mike Harmon. Fox Football Fantasy brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way. You can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. I'm going to go with my Bears and Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard and Chicago Bears running the ball quite a bit. Show me Jordan Howard. No! Yes, guys, total touchdowns this season, four answers. If you guys want to go ahead and chime in, feel free. Anybody on the top of your head that you, you realize? Lady on, Lady Antonio on Brown. Brown. Show me number three. DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. Yes, eight touchdowns. Forgot about, forgot uh, about the uh, Deshaun Watson. Num- number four. Melvin Gordon of ah, the Chargers. Ah. Yes, yes. How about number five? Fittingly enough, Will Fuller the fifth. Seven touchdown catches so far this season. And finally, guys, number six, Leonard Fournette. Seven touchdowns. Whole group at six. Jordy Nelson, Jimmy Graham, Michael Crabtree, Zach Ertz, Kareem Hunt, who we mentioned did not crack the top six. But, yes, that's how difficult it has been to score touchdown. By the way, Browns were eighth on this list with four touchdowns. As <laughs> I'm just kidding, Cleveland. Cleveland, that was a joke. Don't blame me. Blame Jay Ajayi. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.